I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're going to walk away from the show being a raging bitch, yeah. but you'll be a rich bitch because you'll get more from your money. Hi, I'm Rachel Bellow. And I'm Suzanne Mushin. Welcome to The Big Payoff. Today we're talking about a choice you make pretty much every day, which is you need to be liked and you make that super clear and you do it every day. And it's a show about not just that, but what it costs you when you do that. You're doing it all the time in ways you don't even think about. You're not even conscious of it. So sometimes you say yes when you know you mean no. But you say yes. Have you ever used the phrase, no problem, I got this, sure, when you were actually pissed at the mere ask? Or sometimes you stop yourself from getting angry. You feel the frustration rising to the surface, but instead you put on this kind of nice face. Or sometimes when a person in authority, like a doctor or a lawyer, is telling you something and you don't understand, but you don't want to seem whatever, uh, difficult or stupid, you'll just be nodding and smiling going, absolutely, that is really, really true. Thank you so much. And then you walk out of the meeting and you don't know what they said, but you didn't ask. Right. So today we're going to get to the bottom of that. Let me me be really clear that it's not that you're... that you're just such a nice person out there all day, every day. It's when you get into situations where, for some reason that we're going to explore today, you have to disguise what you're really feeling, which is either lost, incompetent, enraged, whatever, for some reason. And we're going to find out what that reason is. But first, we're going to share our stories about just how nice we're not. And you were shameful this week, by the way, in the nice category. I was. What was that? Talk about being nice on purpose for a reason. Strategically nice. Strategically nice. When when we were in the meeting in Washington, D.C. last week, we were in a room full of people. And there was someone in the room who had a lot of power and authority. And you... Well, first of all, he had a lot of power and authority. And we knew that he didn't... That first, he was about to look at a big piece of work we did, and we we were pretty clear that he didn't like us. Right? Do you see how I left that out? Even yeah, don't leave that out. I I, I I I've already chopped off the fact that key to this story, he didn't like us. That he didn't like so, us. So so Rachel's 
shameless. And we're sitting next to each other and I'm literally kicking her under the table because I cannot believe she's doing this. Rachel, two different times during a presentation she was making, referred to him and his genius like that was really smart or so so something that this guy told me i said by name pointing across the room at him which i've never Never forgotten forgotten. right and his he just you know looked all sparkly and happy shwingy and you know what i hadn't planned to do that but it was and it worked like a charm right so why did i do that let can i can i why did you do that I wasn't conscious. It was, this is what, this is what we're saying. Okay. We're not saying you do it consciously. You do it automatically at this point, ladies, which is when you are enter a situation where you feel you may be powerless or someone has power over you. So that's doctor, lawyer, Indian chief, somebody in a meeting who could like pretty much anybody who has power over you. You do the seduction number. Let's disarm this bomb by flattering or being really nice so that they can't be a danger to me. That's why I was doing it in this case. Yeah, it was a fight flight. It was a fight. Exactly. Right. So let's get into this because there's a price that you pay for behaving that way. And Rachel and I do it all the time. We know you do, too. So we're going to bring onto the show our favorite... Tell us what the price of this is guest who breaks it down and makes it real and and presses our faces into the price. Yeah. Even our faces. But in a good way. Sometimes. Michelle Smith of Source Financial. She's often on the show as our guest. And the reason that Michelle's so fantastic is she makes it all very practical. So you're going to walk away from this show Thinking to yourself and being conscious the next time when you're tempted to do this, you'll remember something Michelle said, or if it was really smart, it was probably something I said, (laughs) and you will perhaps not do it. Right. You're going to walk away from the show being a raging bitch, but you'll be a rich bitch because you'll get more from your money. Bam. There's nothing really more to say. We'll be back in a moment talking to Michelle. Michelle. Hello. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Sometimes when you're here, I get almost a little anxious because I feel like you're about to call us on our shit. Yeah, call us on our shit. But it's a really good feeling the way you do it. It's not calling you on your shit. I feel like this show is always about self-honesty. And if you're not honestly aware of what you do to sabotage and hemorrhage yourself, whether it's money, energy, or time, you will never get what you want. So what we're bringing is like an authenticity to every subject we're talking about. And often it starts with honestly saying, yep, I do that. Or if you're in such denial that you do it, you probably do it more. So let me ask you a question, Michelle. When you deal with a lot of women in divorce. Yes. Okay. Do you see this phenomenon of their trying to be nice and sabotaging themselves? Yeah. So how that manifests often is you're walking into your divorce lawyer's office and you are not going to be, you don't want to be perceived as one of them. And I'm putting air quotes over them. And one of them often means the wife who 
they don't want their lawyer to perceive as greedy or grabby. You make a point of saying, I only want what's fair Mm. with a face that is so kind (laughs) and fake and so fake. And you are trying to seduce that lawyer. So that lawyer says, when you leave, that is the nicest client woman I have ever had. So the question is, right, what do you think that is buying you? Suzanne says, pick me. I, I have my hand raised. First of all, guilty as charged. Yes. I remember the first time I walked into my divorce attorney's office and my lawyer, who's still my lawyer, is a young woman. You know, we could be friends, colleagues, right? So it made it almost easier because I already had that vibe of like, oh, in another circumstance, we could be friends. And I walked in and I was super nice. And even though she wasn't really giving me much, I mean, she was not buying into it, but that almost made me try harder, right? Got to acknowledge the nice. It's part of why we're doing it. Instant gratification. And she wasn't giving it to me, but I was determined, just like you said. The bubble over my head was, oh, if she thinks I'm nice, first of all, maybe I'll get a better settlement here. But also maybe she'll tell the judge (laughs) how nice I am. As if. I mean, as if. How did that work for you? (laughs) Right. I mean, but that's the bubble over my head is I don't want her to think that I'm that person. I I even do it at the front desk. There's this very young woman who sits at the front desk of my lawyer's office. The minute I walk in, I'm thinking to myself, oh, I want to show her that I'm not one of those women. I'm not one of those enraged. So that yes, she runs right. down. So in your head, yes. she's running down the hallway, <laughs> knocking on doors, saying, get off your phones. We got a nice one. <laughs> yes. We got a nice one. So here's yeah. the thing, Michelle. It's we really don't have important. a psycho. She's not yeah. greedy. She's nice. She's pretty. And then what? And then what? And That's then what, what I'm saying. And That's what? what I'm saying. Follow the bouncing ball. We do that because why? Michelle? We want to be special. Because when we're special, we're not like them. And so we, we, we're doing it for to be loved and special, special and not perceived as whatever version of negative is, whatever our version of the opposite of that is. So we are actually willing from minute one with the largest personal financial transaction of our life, our divorces, to go into it. By trying to be liked versus sitting there authentically where you are. This does not mean be mean. We're not saying don't be yourself. If you're nice as a nice person, this is the seduction aspect of being nice. But it's also true even at a doctor's office. I mean, when you said like the biggest financial issue of our lives, what about a healthcare issue? Like with my Crohn's, when I go into that doctor's office, I absolutely am trying to convey Oh, she's one of your easy patients. Yeah, you will not bring your stool sample to that. And you're, <laughs> and you're not that. You have never seen you a stool actually, sample like this one. And you actually have Crohn's light. Yes, exactly. Yes. No, no, it's not that Crohn's. Right. You know what? That- My grandfather used to dance if he was in the emergency room because he wanted the doctors to look at him and say, look, he's dancing. Look at what a jovial, lovely Italian man. He's dancing. We'll take care of him special. Special. You know, that thing about being light on somebody's lap, like I am not a burden to you. 
I am oh, going to be yeah. light on your lap. You know that thing that girls learn in first grade. If you sit on somebody's lap, you know how you do that thing? Like no guy on ever freaking learns that. On your toes, making sure you don't put all your weight down. Right. Oh, my God. What about the way you are when you first meet a guy? <laughs> and and the, the, the message... I feel so sorry for them because then... But the, look, the, the whiplash is so bad. But you know that what you're doing in the moment is portraying this version of yourself that's breezy. Well, Listen, and also portraying the version of yourself that you think they want to see absolutely. based on what you already have diagnosed. In a split second. Guys, if there are any guys left listening to this show <laughs> at this point in, let me just tell you really upfront, and there are zero exceptions. Zero. In the first three months... The woman you are with is fucking fake. She is not herself. She is not everything she says she likes about you. Don't take it with an enormous boulder of salt. Everything that she agrees with, like, yeah, I love going to hockey games. You kidding? Why do you think the book Gone Girl was such a success? It wasn't because it was so, you know, a mystery to be solved. It was that everyone related. How many women have taken a honeymoon that they had absolutely no interest in camping, hiking, (laughs) fishing in northern Canada and acting like you have been dying to do that. So when I went on my first honeymoon, my first, (laughs) my first honeymoon, I've already acknowledged that I was in the divorce attorney's office. So we went on a, on a bike trip to New Zealand. We were biking through New Zealand. I cried for the first two days straight. It was so freaking hard. Yeah. And it was not what I signed up for. I feel sorry for you guys. <laughs> because we're so pathetic so, uh, and inauthentic. So let's and- fix this, you guys. Let's fix it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Michelle, what is the price of that? What is that? What is the cost of that? Okay. I have an example that really nails this, that I I already feel the collective gasp with this one. So how many times have you ever lent money and you didn't get that money back and you had 
a host of things, whether you lent money to somebody and you wanted to say no, but you feel like you had to say yes, whether you could afford it, whether you couldn't afford it. How many times have you lent money and then you had no ground rules about this loan? You had no conversations about it. You gave it. You probably couldn't afford it. And then you are silently angry and resentful as you're watching this person spend your money on Facebook at their vacations, holding their $25 margarita up. Or how many boyfriend, how many times have you given money to your boyfriend going, no, really, I don't need it back. I'm not that kind of girlfriend. Civilizations have crumbled because loans don't get paid back. Families have been destroyed by one of them borrowing money from mom and dad and the other two siblings weren't allowed. And the one that did never this lending money issue is a microcosm of our inability to then ask for the money back. How is it that we then feel guilty asking for you mean because we're trying to back. be nice. somebody we're not, right? Well, well somebody special right. who doesn't need right. the money back. Or going right. into it, yeah. if you were the one that gave the money and there was a no, but you didn't feel like you could could say no, right. or maybe you said yes quickly and it really was a no, and then you felt like you couldn't go back and say to that person, I really can't. Why can't you go back? So what I'm thinking I would do now since I'm now more conscious of this, is we said before, you don't want to be them. So the minute I now have in my mind as I'm walking up to a desk, as I'm going into my doctor's office, as I'm going into the checkout counter, an alternate version of myself, like the bitchy woman in the yoga pants, the overprotective helicopter mom, Right. The super, you know, controlling divorcee. Anytime I have that alternative version of myself that, that I'm afraid of, that I'm terrified will be projected onto me. I need to have a little bell going off in my mind saying, you, you're not that person, but you're not going to convince the person across the room or across the desk by being nice. Well, not only that, but it actually, that's the key is that. By abandoning yourself and abandoning your own needs, it never works. Right. It never works for you, and it actually doesn't even work in the end for them. Do you really think they haven't seen this a hundred times? Exactly. Right. So I, you guys know, I always look at stuff and say, what's the strategy? What's the strategy to stop it? Because I'm not sure... It's a replacement behavior we're going for yet because that's way too big of a jump over Lake Ontario, right? It's recognize you're doing it, stop it. And in the case of a loan, how about this conversation? And this isn't a scary conversation. How about this conversation? Rachel, I am absolutely willing to give you $1,000, but because lending money and money period can be so loaded. I don't want this to get in the way. I don't want to resent it. I don't want you to. Let's clear the air and let's have some parameters around it. So here's what feels right for me. You pay me back when you can, 
But after six months, I'm going to need some payments to feel good about loaning this. And so it doesn't get in the way when we're having Thanksgiving together. And I'm really mad that you bought the $100 bottle of wine over because I want to say, don't buy me the effing wine. Bring me $100 towards the loan. Come up with what feels right for you. Ground rules, right? Rules. So I will lend it. You have six months, no interest, no payment. But after six months, I need to start getting it back. You know, I just remembered that I, one of my daughter's friends um, who was disadvantaged and he couldn't make his rent and Eden came to me and was like, oh, he can't make his rent. It's re-. And I said, I can give him $2,000. And I said, so here's the deal. You're going to pay me back in six months. I, I remember I knew, this. Yep. Never saw it. Never saw a penny of it. And he's still her friend. And every time it comes up, I'm always like, mm. As I'm listening, though, I think I have another version of that cost. So in my effort in the lawyer's office to try to get her to like me by being nice, I'm actually not revealing the things that really matter to me, right? So I'm not actually going to get what I want because I'm going to put on the nice face. 100%. Right? And I always say this. You have to pick the course of action that your doctor says we have choices for treatment. You have to pick one. You can't get his choices if he doesn't know what's really important to you. A lawyer is only going to fight for what I call your non-negotiables. They'll fight for what they think is fair. But you have to say, by the way, here is my non-negotiable. But I also want to say, going back to what you're not going to get, what about me walking into my doctor's office and not revealing how much pain I'm in? Because I don't want to cause a lot of stress. I don't want to be that over, you know, bearing patient. So I'm actually not going to get the treatment I need because I'm just, my goal is to have him like me. So the, so the behavior that we're, that we're suggesting is that when you know, when that is happening, it's, you just sort of need to slow-mo those moments a little bit, see that you're doing this, see that you're suppressing your real what you really want. For whatever your reasons are. For whatever we don't, reasons. We're not trying to fix that. No. We're not trying to fix what did it. That's like, way, like that's yeah. way like therapy. Yeah. This isn't therapy. This is changing behaviors to get what you need and right. deserve. Right. And, and the truth is, and we can promise this, if you are truly expressing what you need and deserve in, from a centered place, you will not be seen as fill in the blank, a bitch, a whatever, you're, you're not. You're not. You're going to be seen as someone who knows how to stand with dignity for her own needs. I, I also trust a relationship more when it's authentic from minute one. I don't know about you. Oh, I, my God. I feel it. Yes. In somebody. I respect women or people who set well, that's ground ironic. rules for tricky things. I have such a recent example of this. So there is a coach that Rachel and I have used. There is no attempt to make us like her. There is an attempt to show us how competent she is, that she's going to advocate for us. But there is nothing. 
I mean, seriously, nothing. And so I recommended her recently to a friend of mine, and there was some email exchange between them. And his comment was, wow, she didn't even really try to be nice to me when, you know, I'm a potential client. And I thought to myself, good for her. Good for her. Good for her. Yeah, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. Come on up, tell me, baby. So what do we think the cost of all this is? I think we really need to end this conversation with clarity around what what this is costing us. And the payoff for changing it. Absolutely. You know the visual I get? Obviously, because I'm a finance person. I visualize you having saved money for the past 10 years and you have a safe And when we do this, we're opening the door to the safe and we're unbundling and untying the cash and picture a fan behind it. And it's just blowing it out the window a dollar at a time. So from my perspective, doing this costs us time, money or energy. And if that safe example and that money flying out the door, every time you do this, you're losing something hard-earned. That is that is absolutely the quantifying way to put it. Um, for me, the co- what I've gotten from this conversation is, and what I know to be true is, the cost is your self-respect, which you've now, conf- you've confirmed by doing that thing of pretending to agree or be nice in order to get whatever it is you need, by pretending you falsified yourself and you have sacrificed your self-respect. And in the end, people, it's all we've got. It's all that we have is the way we feel about ourselves privately. And for me, the biggest takeaway is the struggle for me, and I think for a lot of women, is to be really in touch with your needs, your deep needs. And every time you cover up the need and you ignore it in favor of being nice, you aren't learning to actually be in touch with the things you need and therefore you're not going to get them. Here's an easy self-diagnostic because sometimes it's hard if you're in that pattern and if you have not had significant therapy or self-awareness, the minute you find yourself saying some version of this statement to somebody, I'm not normally like this. Oh my God. Is that not a cliche of every... If you feel some version of that sentence coming out of your mouth, bingo, stop talking. Go to the bathroom, come back, and eliminate that from because that is starting to take you down the rabbit hole. Either that phrase or, listen, I don't mean to be fill in the blank. Oh, my God. I don't mean yes. to be... <clears throat> So that's the takeaway here. The takeaway is if you can't recognize it because it's such a habit, if you hear that coming out of your mouth, stop. You're in it. You're in it. You're in the thick of it. Don't even go to the bathroom. Just pee on the sofa where you are. (laughs) (laughs) Or that. (laughs) Or that. Or that. Okay. So that's that's the show. We'll be back to the big payoff next week. This is going to strike a chord. If you like what you heard, you can find us at BigPayoffRadio.com, on iTunes, 
on the ACAST app or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, please rate and review us. It matters. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.